Hey y'all, this is Jackie Carr, mama to five, insanely cute little humans. I think my oldest would probably disagree, but I'm also pastor's wife to Dan, who I'm still madly in love with after 17 years of marriage. And I recently did a poll on my stories. I actually added it um, to our her portion podcast stories and my personal stories. And so many of you said that you would love to hear more marriage and motherhood topics. And that's actually what I had planned to do for this bonus episode of the podcast. But the Holy Spirit changed my heart for some reason. And I just really feel strongly about this topic today for the bonus episode. I personally think if you can grasp the simplicity of the gospel, the life changing the life changes that just happen after salvation and how amazing and transformative it is when we're able to to invite God himself to live through us each day. I'm telling you, when I started spending time in the Bible and prayer every day over 17 years ago, it changed everything about me. Not necessarily everything about my circumstances, but everything about me. My marriage was sweeter because I had a different attitude and outlook of life. We do not wrestle flesh and blood, but there's always a spiritual battle. Today, I actually want to talk about suffering. I'm speaking on this exact topic at a ladies conference coming up soon. And as I've been praying and I've been thinking about this topic, never, ever have I seen so much suffering. I believe nearly everyone will have to face this season. And it's one that is definitely not welcomed. Suffering can look different for each person. And since we all have different personalities, you may not even suspect someone is suffering. I want to start reading, though, from 2 Corinthians 1 and verses 3 through 5, which says, or which say, (laughs) Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. I don't want to cause you to go back and dwell on difficult topic, but just for a moment, what's the one memory that you can't ever erase and it's etched in your mind forever? Who's that one person you constantly wonder if you really forgave them because their memory makes your stomach turn over? Was that one night you laid face first on a cold bathroom floor begging God for an answer that would make sense of the pain? I can tell you in these darkest moments that you don't think you can go on, that you actually see God a little more clearly. It's so easy to get caught up in complacency as Christians here in America that there's been times I've told God sometimes through different trials or different suffering that there's nothing left of me for you to break. And he whispers, you're almost where I need you to be. When we can start to feel and identify with the suffering that Jesus went through on the cross for us. This is a door of humility that God can shine his glory through you. So God can really use you like he wants when we are so filled with pride and all our ideas of righteousness, most of the time and everything expressed outwardly. 
I have found the last 37 years of being in church three to four days a week or more and working with people that the greatest enemy of the church. Okay. This is, this could be Jackie opinion. Okay. But this is 37 years of going to church my whole life. I've, I've never missed just to miss church, but 37 years of being in church three to four days a week or more and working with people that the greatest, I believe the greatest enemy of the church is gossip and envy. I've never seen anything destroy more people than those two things. Arguments over the Bible, standards, submission, femininity, all those controversial topics. Maybe you could even talk about homeschool, Christian school, public school. Um, you're like what you, how, what, how you train your kids. There's so many different conversations. There's a million opinions about everything. And that's why that's why I like talking about Christian lifestyle so much in my blog, because it's always seemed like such a source of grief, but even as hard as all of people separating opinions, even as hard as all the controversy on so many different topics, jealousy and envy have destroyed more than all of those things combined. Jealousy and envy separate families forever. Siblings and brothers and sisters in Christ will talk about others' problems to everyone and then come and tell you they're praying for you. Because of jealousy and envy, a person will believe a story told by an angry, bitter person that's not even accurate and share it with others and hope it discredits them. Friends believe gossip stories they hear without knowing the whole story and separate ways. I've seen people sing a solo knowing they were fighting a spiritual warfare because so-and-so thought she should have been singing instead, all the while comparing how she really wasn't qualified spiritually to be in that position anyways, and then proceeds to tell others the same narrative to get them on her side. I've seen this attitude of jealousy and gossip completely killing a service where the Holy Spirit had, where the Holy Spirit had liberty move to and, and wasn't able to move and convict people's hearts for salvation like it should have been like that, the Holy Spirit having that liberty. I've seen Christians face abuse from other Christians, and it can cause a suffering that you can't even explain. If you have faced this type of suffering, let, rem- let me remind you that God is not man. If your eyes are on man, you will be severely let down. Second Corinthians 1 7 says, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye also, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Just as hard as your suffering feels, the comfort Jesus gives is even more powerful. Verse eight says, for we would not brethren have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. This is a strong verse. These are some of the greatest Christians to ever live, yet they despaired even of life. When someone is suffering, oftentimes Christians will push them off to the side simply because they don't know what to say. This is wrong. Be willing to sit with people in their grief without telling without feeling, you always have to give them an answer. Just listen. You can share grief with those you trust. They said, we would not have you ignorant. They were willing to share their trouble because they knew they were really praying for them instead of gossiping about them. 
Verse nine says that they had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. There's times you can feel as if a part of you has died because the grief is so heavy. But those are times that we shouldn't put trust in ourselves and what our reason in that moment is telling us. What do I mean by that? The world says to trust your heart, but God's word says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Your husband can mess up and instead of forgiveness, we automatically jump to the word divorce. You can get hurt in church so you can tell yourself that serving God isn't really worth it. When your friend hurts you, you gather all your other friends to tell their story. This seems harsh, but biblical living is not possible outside of Christ. I tell my children all the time that there's no reasonable explanation for all of God's blessings on us. But I do know that I've watched my husband be better to his enemies than the majority of people treat their own family. We overcome evil with good, Romans 12, 21 says. When suffering comes, this feels like the best time to quit. But Ephesians 3.13 says, Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Your hardest suffering can become your greatest beauty. Don't give in to the enemy. Don't allow the enemy to make you so bitter at people you become just like the people you're bitter towards. God wants to bless you. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. One of the greatest lessons I've had to learn is to be content, even in suffering. And you're never going to be completely perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But God wants us to trust him in that suffering. He wants to bless us. He wants to pour out his blessings on us and how we miss those blessings so many times when we personally attack each other. We cause the suffering in each other's lives. I don't want that ever to be said of me. And I know so many times I have messed up and I failed and I ask God to forgive me. And I want to ask my brothers and sisters in Christ to forgive me. So I say this, I can stay where I'm at, even in the midst of suffering I will not run. This is what I want you to say to yourself. I can stay where I'm at, even in the midst of suffering. I will not run. The righteous are as bold as a lion. People are not my enemy. Okay, and I'm not talking about staying in abuse. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about staying where you are, even when it seems the enemy has won. Sometimes God will open a door for you to leave but still expect you to remain in the presence of your enemies. I'm reminded of Psalms 23 where the Lord is our shepherd and he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Sometimes God will allow you to stay so your enemy can continue watching as God blesses you. Not because of your goodness. I said it once and I'm going to say it again. It's not because of your goodness or that you did everything right, but because your trust is in the God who is still Plenty capable of miracles and works in mysterious ways. And that's what I was trying to tell my children. Just trust God. Just trust God. Don't take problems in your own hands. God sees your suffering. So remember, when you're in suffering, remember who the real enemy is. Bathe yourself in the presence of God. Don't quit. 
overcome evil with good and stay faithful. Stay faithful in your spirit. Keep an excellent spirit. You can't dwell on the hurt and suffering. Each morning and each second when those waves of grief take over, tell them to God and that you aren't capable of healing yourself. Admit your broken heart before God. Psalm 51, 17 tells us that a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. I love you and I promise you your suffering is not in vain. This verse has been my promise and suffering and it can be for you too. It says this, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us according to Romans 8, 18. Message me on Instagram. Let me know if this was an encouragement to you. Share this episode with someone who you know is suffering. I'm cheering for you and... I believe in you. You can make it past even this.